This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 8th of March. In your squiz today, Albanese's back on the road, another interest rate rise, it's easy to be cheesy, and happy birthday to us. This is your squiz today. Our Prime Minister might need a few extra coffees to get through the jet lag this week, Claire. Anthony Albanese is heading to India today, and that's where he's got several big face-to-face meetings lined up. That's notable because India is one of the world's fastest-growing economies, and it's also one of our major trade partners. Yeah, it's the first time he's been there since becoming Prime Minister, uh, and what he reckons is that our trading relationship could be bigger. Uh, Ahead of his departure yesterday, he said that even though our nations share a rich history bound by our democratic values, uh, and also, of course, sparked along by our fierce sporting rivalry, (laughs) uh, he says that India is Australia's sixth largest trading partner, and he reckons we can do better than that. And to bolster his case for more business with Australia. He's travelling with a delegation of about 25 business leaders. Uh, There's some really big names in that pack like Andrew Twiggy Forrest and also Qantas Chief Executive Alan Joyce. And with that sort of star power, uh, what Albanese says is that it will be one of the biggest and most significant visits to a trading partner. So, They'll kick things off at the Narendra Modi Stadium. That's where the next test match between Oz and India starts tomorrow. Then it's on to Mumbai and New Delhi, where trade and security talks are scheduled. From there, reports say Albanese will head to the US on important business, all to do with the AUKUS security deal. Yeah, that hasn't been confirmed, that leg of the trip, by the Prime Minister or by his office. But what reports say is that he's expected to be in San Diego on Monday and there'll be a formal announcement with Albanese, Joe Biden and also the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak where they'll talk more about building our fleet of nuclear-powered sub submarines. Uh, They're tipped to give out more information about what sort of submarine they're going to build, uh, also what sort of role Adelaide will play in the building of that project. It's worth about $100 billion, so it's a really important one if you're Adelaide and wanting to have that work come to the city. Uh, Of course, our procurement of those very high-tech vessels was a very big part of that AUKUS agreement, uh, and that was really done in the backdrop of a rising China in our region. And earlier this week, we talked about the big meetings that are currently happening in Beijing. It was there that China's foreign minister, Quinn Gang, yesterday said that there will be conflict and confrontation, that's his quote, if the US doesn't let China take its place in the world. That came as Aussie security experts said we need to be ready for a potential fight within three years and that the threat that China poses is real. It's been just over two months since a fatal helicopter crash on the Gold Coast, Claire, and now the Australian Transport Safety Bureau has released an early report into what it thinks went wrong before the collision. 
So just to remind you of what happened, there were two helicopters that were on joy rides that had taken off from the Gold Coast theme park SeaWorld. They crashed midair on the 2nd of January. Uh, one of the choppers was destroyed. Uh, the other managed to land, but the tragedy left four people dead and there were nine with all sorts of injuries. Uh, yesterday, that bureau released a preliminary report. Uh, it says that the pilot of the helicopter that was about to land didn't get a call over the radio from the pilot who was taking off. Yeah, but that's not the end of it. The Bureau boss, Angus Mitchell, says it's important to stress that the agency is yet to make its findings. He says as the investigation progresses, they'll focus on analysing the pilot's radio calls and they'll also look into any potential problems that the pilots might have had in seeing each other. We flagged this in the podcast yesterday, Claire, but the Reserve Bank has officially confirmed another quarter percent rate rise. It's the 10th consecutive hike and it brings Australia's cash rate to an 11-year high of 3.6%. Yeah, such a shock, wasn't it? Massive surprise. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) I know. People had their jaws on the ground. But look, where we leave things with that is that uh, if you've got a $600,000 mortgage, that's another 100 bucks added to your monthly repayments. Uh, That means that since rates started going up last May, uh, on that sort of size mortgage, you're paying almost $1,200 more a month. Uh, Governor Philip Lowe says that we could be in for more interest rate rises. He says that even though inflation appears to have peaked, uh, prices for goods and services remain too high and that inflation rate has to still come down. And it's not just individuals who are being affected, Claire. Big companies are feeling the pinch as well. Aussie software giant Atlassian is the latest tech company to announce that it will shed 500 employees, which equates to 5% of its workforce, and that includes 120 workers in Australia. The company says it isn't in dire straits, though. It called the cuts a rebalancing of its priorities. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. I grew up very close to several dairy farms, Claire, so it's always a good day for a cheese platter in my books. And there's new consumer data out from Dairy Australia that has some interesting tidbits about what dairy Aussies like to consume. So according to the industry body, we're ditching skim and light milk varieties. Uh, Actually, full cream milk is doing pretty well. Uh, It accounted for 71% of dairy milk sales in the last financial year. Uh, that's up from 60% a decade before that and doesn't really sort of account for the rise in popularity of non-dairy milk options. Uh, But the industry says that it's sort of really down to these changing perceptions about what's healthy and maybe full fat isn't that bad for you. Uh, As for other products, butter sales have been dropping. Um, Certainly not for my part. I reckon (laughs) I've probably bought more butter in the last six months than anyone. Maybe I'm 
I'm doing my bit, but overall butter sales are down. Yeah, butter sales are definitely up in my house. (laughs) (laughs) That probably doesn't mean that we're all on a health kick, though. Apparently, cheese consumption has jumped over the past year from about 13.4 kilos to 15 kilos consumed on average per person. That feels right for me also. Absolutely. Flavoured milk sales are also on the up. This isn't a surprise to me at all, but South Australia leads the way there. People in South Oz drink up to three times the national average. What's your flavoured milk pick? Oh, I've got to go an iced chocolate, I think. Yeah, there but you go. iced coffee is extremely popular here in SA. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. Claire, we've got a couple of things to cover off before we finish up today. The first is that we have a new series out and it's very neatly timed to coincide with International Women's Day. Yeah, so happy International Women's Day, Alice. But uh, this series really rocks. Um, Squizzes know that we really like to dig into the big news stories and uh, we've done that on A Passion of Ours, which is women's economic equality. And what we've done is to pick six key moments in Aussie history and it's really interesting. Uh, If you look in your podcast app, you'll see it's the next show. It's the first episode that's out. Uh, And we get to hear more of you, Alice. You've done a great... (laughs) Great job in voicing that for us. Yeah, thank you. And it's also worth mentioning that we've been able to do that series thanks to NGS Super. And Claire, another big thing for us, it's the Squizzes' sixth birthday today. Yeah, it sure is. So the Squiz Today newsletter went out on this day uh, in 2017, if you can believe it. The podcast came along a little bit later. Um, We absolutely love doing it. So really, it's a big thank you to all the Squizzes listening for supporting us. And if you want to get us something for our birthday, how about recommending us to a mate or leaving us a review? Those are way better things than a bottle of wine or flowers, aren't they, Claire? Yes, I wouldn't mind a bottle of wine or flowers if that's what (laughs) you want to do but yeah a review and and a recommendation sounds pretty good too and that's it from us today have a great day and we'll be back with you again tomorrow hello it's bryce here from squiz kids kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream which is why we're excited to present a special squiz kids q a this week with federal treasurer jim chalmers It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.